Hey, we're going to find a lawn dirt set. Amazon. We're going to find the Great Ape bed sheets. Amazon. We're going to find the Chicago Cubs signed baseball and bat set. Amazon. Go to d2rpn.com and click the Amazon banner. I'm gloving it. Tested and approved Doomsday Bunker. Here is Ryan the Area Man. Hey, dude. Okay, so uh, I got a couple things I'm gonna read, and then we got some uh, memes. And then uh, if we still aren't satisfied, we'll uh, jump on over to TikTok. Normally, I have videos. I don't have any this time, but I figured we can just go and. Yeah. Go down the we'll list and see what's there. Okay. If we get that far. We'll yeah. see. Time-wise. All right. We're going to start with this. It's a uh, on the Epic Times okay. website. Okay. The headline. And this is interesting. The lawyer representing 17 January 6th defendants. So the January 6th uh, yeah, capital raid or whatever. Big yeah. The... A lawyer representing 17 of those people has mysteriously gone missing, according to court filings. Now, does that, just right off the headline, does that not sound suspicious, maybe? Okay, well, let's read the article. What the fuck? Are you really going to do that to me? It's literally saying, it's, I'm going to do this, and then it's going to tell me I need a fucking account. Watch. Or, or, yeah. Oh, shit. Hang on. I don't know if I do or not, and I don't know what the password is. No. One more time. Fucking A. I read it. Oh, there we go. Wait. Yeah, see, now, now we're going to get 18 fucking pop-ups. Okay. It's stupid that you have to, like, log in to read the article. Oh, my God. Jesus. Can we just read the goddamn article, please? There we go. Jesus fucking Christ. All right. All right so, Abraham Lincoln. Go ahead. <clears throat> so, this came out on September 1st, 2021. Oh, wow. Recent. Yeah. Because we're recording on September 2nd. Mm-hmm. I know people are hearing this a little bit late, but like... All right. So, an attorney who is representing 17 defendants accused of taking part in the January 6th Capitol breach has disappeared, possibly suffering from COVID-19, according to an August 30th court filing. Acting U.S. Attorney Channing D. Phillips said in a court document nearly, or that nearly 20 cases related to the January 6th incident aren't proceeding after John Pierce, the lawyer for the defense, went missing. Pierce is 
in quotes, reportedly ill with COVID-19 on a ventilator and unresponsive, end quote, according to the filing. Pierce's law firm associate, Ryan Marshall, who isn't a licensed attorney, has been appearing in Pierce's place at court hearings and proceedings. Marshall was also the one who revealed Pierce's alleged hospitalization and condition, the filing said. The lawyer who generally posts on Twitter several times per day hasn't posted since August 20th. Because Mr. Pierce is unavailable and Mr. Marshall cannot ethically or legally represent Mr. Pierce's clients, the government is making the court aware of Mr. Pierce's reported illness so that it can take any steps it believes necessary to ensure the defendant's rights are adequately protected while Mr. Pierce remains hospitalized, Phillips said. But later in the court filing, the U.S. Attorney's Office said it had obtained conflicting information about Mr. Pierce's health and whereabouts. When it was revealed publicly that Pierce was hospitalized with COVID-19, a report from NPR citing unnamed sources said that he may have been suffering from dehydration and exhaustion and that he's believed to have symptoms related to COVID-19. And a colleague of Pierce, Brody Womack, told Business Insider that Pierce appears to have been suffering from dehydration and exhaustion in relation to his tireless work on behalf of his clients, including the many defendants he represents in connection with the January 6, 2021 protest at the Capitol. On August 26th, Marshall appeared in place of Pierce, telling the a U.S. attorney's assistant that he hasn't had any contact with Pierce and noting that one of his friends had told him that Mr. Pierce was sick with COVID-19 and another had said he was not, the filing states. From the government's perspective, given Mr. Pierce's reported illness and the fact that Mr. Marshall is not a licensed attorney, this case is effectively at a standstill, Phillips' office said, or stated. Even though Marshall has been the government's main or sole point of contact for many of the defendants represented by Mr. Pierce, the government does not believe it appropriate to continue to communicate with him in Mr. Pierce's absence, during which he would necessarily be acting without supervision by a licensed attorney, the court document reads. Some of Pierce's clients said they, they're starting to become concerned. Paul Ray, an alleged proud boy from Florida who has pleaded not guilty, told ABC News on August 30th that he's a bit concerned about his lawyer's health and the overall situation regarding his representation. An associate of Pierce told him that the attorney isn't on a ventilator and that he's recovering, Ray said. Unless I'm being lied to, I'm hearing, don't be concerned, Ray told the network. I don't know what's going on. The Epic Times contacted Pierce's office for comment. When reached for comment via telephone, the phone line for his law firm appeared to be disconnected. Interesting. So... Now, I'm going to speculate a bit. Yes, please do. But in my opinion, let's go with the whole COVID-19 thing. Mm-hmm. He's experiencing COVID symptoms, whatever. Somebody fucking poisoned this guy. Oh, yeah. Because he was, you know, here's the thing. The Democrats made January 6th, or trying to make January 6th capital siege Seem like it was worse than 9-11, right? Mm-hmm. We all know that. They, yeah. They've way overreacted to what it actually was. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, um, they're basically, in doing this, like you would normally set bail, and right. these people get out. Right. They're not setting bail for any of these people that were arrested that day, or in the days following. They're just being held. So, they're, they're at this point, they're political prisoners. Yep. They've been there since, say, January 10th. In, it's fucking September, 
Okay, they're still in jail. They're not being given bail. See, that's bullshit. To like bail themselves out and then come. Wrist, you know. Where are these people going to go? Like, right. I'm saying they're not a flight risk. You know, but I I think they're trying to. What they're trying to do is make a point. So, um, so now here's the thing. So court's coming up for all these people. They all have this attorney. They obviously fear the attorney is going to get these people off because clearly there's no reason, one, why they shouldn't have had bail, and two, why they should be in jail, period. They shouldn't have been arrested, and they're probably scared that that Pierce, the attorney, was probably going to get all these people off and then sue them for not allowing them bail because basically going after the government now for political prisoner. I mean, these people were being held against... Civil liberties and and, shit. Yeah, so they didn't give them the the normal... So he probably had them on all this shit. So what do you do? Well, one... If the attorney gets sick, COVID, whatever, I mean, we can use COVID for everything now because, you know, n- nobody gets a cold, nobody gets the flu, nobody gets anything. It's, if you got a fucking fart the wrong way, Dave, it's COVID. Um, so, you know, we poison the fucking attorney mm-hmm. through his food or however you want to do it, right. um, which is probably easily done. I mean, Jesus Christ, you, you watch a person, you can see they have a routine. Probably goes to the same fucking sub place every day for lunch or something. It's easily done. Point. That's my, my point I'm trying to make here. So they, I'm just speculating. They probably poisoned him. He got sick. So that's where we're going with the sick route. And then um, now the whole – and so then they, they, can, they have to just pause the case because it's the only attorney. There's nobody else that can cover the case for him. Mm-hmm. Um they pause the case. The people have to sit in fucking jail even longer because we're on delay right now. Now, if the attorney dies, all these people got to start all over with a new attorney, new person, which is yeah. how many more months, Dave? And then, you know, so we've just extended this on, and we're punishing these people. There's political prisoners even longer now. You know what I mean? It'd be fucking Trump will be back in office before these people get fucking their case even heard yeah, nice. if this guy dies, if they kill this guy. You know what I mean? So well, what's weird is you too. you have you have this Ryan Marshall who uh, he he tells the court that he's got COVID on a ventilator. Then he says, well, "One of my friends said," and then they Epic Times reaches out to the law firm and the phone's disconnected. Right. There's some screwy shit going on here, and I don't know who this Ryan Marshall guy is other than he works there. But like, is he a plan? That doesn't mm-hmm. fucking make any sense. Yeah, is he who's is he actually like? Is he an operative? I mean, maybe he's the one that did. I don't know. I'm purely speculating. Right, I don't know right. if this guy's like. What's weird is this guy directly works for him, but then says one of his friends had told him Mister Pier- one of Pierce's friends told him that he was sick with COVID, and what well, you work for the fucking guy, you wouldn't know. Yeah, no kidding. So why are you then telling the court that he's in fucking he's he's got I I don't know it's it's weird dude it is really weird the whole fact that the phone line is disconnected right, and right. I I don't know it's it's strange like to me it just seems like this is right up the fucking alley of the Democrats mm-hmm. oh somebody's gonna fucking make us look bad kill them you know what I mean Which, that's what it comes down to now if you don't agree with them they're going to kill you. Or or something like you know, I guarantee you that. Or is, is he missing? Because we can't even. How hard is it to find out if he's in a fucking hospital somewhere? 
That should be pretty fucking easy, right? Should be, yeah. Like, you may not get to know why he's in the hospital, but you should be able to call the hospital that would be logically the one he would go to and say, is there a John Pierce here? Right. Can't they? Isn't that like, isn't that something you can do? Or how does that work? I think HIPAA, they still can't even admit to a regular person. You and I can't call there, but being the government, police or whoever, they could call and confirm that they're there. So... What's the and you can't tell me so this guy doesn't have a fucking wife, kids. Right, th- right. There's nobody in this family that we can so and, and here, here the, the, a guy that this fucking attorney employs isn't even sure. Like right, that doesn't right. add up to me. Right. You think okay, he's starting you don't just get so fucking ill in four seconds from COVID. Right. You know what I mean? I uh, as far as I know. I don't know, man. This new Delta variant, it's faster. <laughs> it's, it's, like people get sick. Okay, well, then he would probably say, "Yeah, I'm not feeling real well," and he let's say he goes to the hospital or whatever. His wife, somebody's gonna fucking contact his employees. Mm-hmm. If you were an employee and your boss just hasn't shown up for fucking two weeks, you'd be like, "What the fuck's going on? Am I getting right. paid? Like, what's right. going on here?" Right. The guy just fucking he well well. I don't know. My boss didn't show up. I guess I'll go to these fucking court cases. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. No, to me what, the whole thing's screwy, dude. Yeah. It makes me wonder, like, what what's going on? Who is this Ryan Marshall guy? Right. And and what's his fucking deal? And and how does nobody know this guy just has no family? And and, and you would just continue moving along. Well, my boss just didn't show up for fucking two weeks. Well, he usually does that. It doesn't seem like right. you know what I mean. Right. I don't know. Fishy. Very fishy. It's very strange. Yeah. So that's the first one. Just wanted to cover that. Good way to start it. Yeah, very controversial. Next one. This one's going to be a little bit longer. So it's a lot lot to read in this one. Oh, boy. You and your reading. Yeah, and I haven't started off reading very well today, so this could be real long. Everybody just bear with me on this one. Have you ever heard of Tartaria? No. Okay, well, you're going to learn it today. So I have heard of Tartaria, but this is probably the best, um, like, overall kind of thing of what it is. Uh, I'll just read it and we can discuss as we go or whatever. All right. What is Tartaria? Tartaria, originally pronounced Tartaria, <laughs> with, or Tartaria, without the first R, oh, okay. Tartaria. Uh, is the name of the pre-Mongolian empire that originated in northern Asia before spanning the entire northern hemisphere. Great Tartaria was the largest empire during its time and would have still been the largest empire today. The Tartarian empire flourished due in part of the civilization being a leader in advanced technology, free energy, and grand architecture. Tartaria is also where the Greek word Tartarus originated from. The denotion of lost souls spending eternity in Tartarus, the underworld, is due to the Tartarian Empire having been buried and wiped out during the mud flood. The world of the Tartarians is literally the world under our world, the underworld. Tartarus wasn't or wasn't the underworld and will never be the underworld. Tartaria is the underworld. That that makes any sense. It doesn't make any sense. The religionist used the mud flood deluge, deluge and how it wiped out the Tartarian Empire to confuse the populace into thinking they would join those in the underworld if they challenged the religious authority. Who are the Tartarians? The Tartarians, or Tartars, 
You know, they're known for their sauce, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't like their sauce sometimes, but um, it could uh, be because it came from Underworld yeah. or the Undercarriage, either one. Yeah, without making jokes, though, this is pretty interesting <laughs> yeah, overall yeah. as we go on. Uh, but, yeah, let's let's try and keep it light a little bit. The Tartarians, or the Tartars, were the indigenous people quite possibly founded by Noah's sons, making up the world-renowned Tartarian Empire. The Tartarians were a tall people, averaging some... 8 to 12 feet in height. They would have been considered giants to our current average height of only around 6 feet. However, back then the height of 10 feet was the average. Like the civilizations before them, whose heights averaged 12 feet, 50 feet, 2 plus miles, I don't know what that means, each preceding civilization had an average taller height than the civilization coming after them, and each succeeding civilization had an average shorter height than the civilization predating them. So basically, as... So each one we got went on, it got year. shorter and shorter. Statures are diminishing after each deluge and with each new astrological age we enter. Civilizations in the current astrological age, the age of Pisces, are shorter in height than civilizations that existed in the previous astrological age, the age of Aries, and will be taller in height than civilizations that will exist in the next astrological age, the age of Aquarius. Just like the song. Yeah, when is the age of Aquarius? Soon. I think it's, right. it's coming soon. Um uh, the Tartarians are thought to have been breatharians, a being who does not rely on the digestion and burning of calories from food and water, but instead rather receives energy straight from the ether. I'm not here. <laughs> we'll go ahead and silence that phone call. Uh, the ether is thought to be very is to be the very fabric of the space-time continuum that some would associate with electrons, the wind, the Holy Spirit, spirit, <laughs> the atmosphere, and the gases in the atmosphere such as oxygen, nitrogen, and hydrogen. Or, per the first book of Enoch, the wind is composed from the spirits of the Nephilim giants. Since the Tartarians quite possibly had a completely altered digestion system than the one we now have, they had no need for toilets in their bathrooms. Tartarian bathrooms did not contain toilets. A bathroom in a Tartarian home or building did not contain a toilet, as our bathrooms do today. A toilet found in a Tartarian bathroom would have been constructed after the construction of the bathroom itself to be used by a non-Tartarian individual, which could hint at one of the reasons why bathrooms in the recent past have been used quite extensively as social gathering powder rooms to not only freshen oneself up but to hear and spread local gossip. The Tartarians were masters of masonry, brickwork, steampunk-style technology, universally free energy, and a grand architecture. Their Roman Gothic-esque style architecture can still be found in the current guise as water ducts, city halls, banks, water stations, cathedrals, churches, hospitals, and similar public and city works type, city works type buildings. The religious implications of Tartaria. According to modern religionanity, religionanity, yeah, I can't even say that. Yeah, it's basically Noah's Flood, which is just one of a number of deluges that have occurred during Earth's infinite past. Just got a voicemail. It's said to have occurred roughly 6,000 years ago under the anti-gravitic ice canopy that encapsulated an apollyonitic apollyonitic Earth. Yeah, apollyonitic. Uh, the Sumerians have their own flood legend, which involves a man and his family having given instructions by the gods to build a large ark. Uh, in order to survive the coming deluge, which is to wipe out everyone on Earth. 
The Sumerian cuneiform tablets are dated to more than 450,000 years old. Back during the Sumerian range, or reign, Noah's flood was already a legend. That's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Noah's, or, uh, all right, I jumped around. Let's that. pretend. Right. Let's pretend for, what do you want to pretend, Dave? Just what it says. Uh, let's pretend for a moment that we are Sumerians living 450,000 years ago. The flood, Noah's flood, didn't occur last year, or 1,000 years ago, or even 6,000 years ago. Back then, Noah's flood was already a legend. It wasn't an event that occurred recently, back then, when the Sumerian elders were passing down the knowledge of that particular deluge with the younger generation. That deluge was already a legend and occurred a very long time ago, even to them. Which is interesting. Yeah. Noah's flood not only was pre-Sumerian, but was pre-450,000 years ago. How old does an event have to be in order for it to become a legend? I'll just throw out a number. 50,000 years, which is highly conservative. That would make Noah's flood having to have occurred more than a half a million years ago at the very latest. With that simple logical deduction of reasoning, also known as pondering and original thought, we can now throw out the religionistic 6,000 year anti-gravitic ice canopy creation lie. Back when the Sumerians were alive some 450,000 plus years ago, Noah's flood was already a legend. We can also conclude through logical deduction of reasoning that the particular set of ancient manuscripts found in the Western 66-book Bible were written at least 450,000 years ago, which would mean the events themselves that are mentioned in the Bible school tax manual occurred at least a half a million years ago, and perhaps even millions of years ago, or even older than than that. Just because a particular set of ancient manuscripts were compiled by the Council of Nicaea almost 2,000 years ago, doesn't mean those manuscripts were written anything close to 2,000 years ago. With all that said, we can now conclude that the Bible and the prophecies found in the Bible were not meant for us. We have no history. Excuse me. The earth slate was wiped clean after the particular deluge, which not only took the inhabitants of Tartaria, but also that of the Mayans and other civilizations that vanished without a trace. They were all taken at once, through a mass alien abduction, quite possibly. There are no bones to be found from the beings that at once occupied our earth only a few hundred years ago. Which would mean that the prophecies of the book of Daniel and the book of Revelation already happened. That's right. Your 6,000-year creation... You. That's right. You 6,000-year creation, nutjobs. The rapture, catching away, snatching away, already happened and only just recently happened, having to have occurred only a few hundred years ago. You missed it. I missed it. We all missed it. We are the last remnant. There are no clothing. I'll explain why later. No traces, nothing. Just grand architecture that the governments of our present day have decided to turn into public works types of buildings, the people, the animals, and those in between. Everyone and everything vanished simultaneously, leaving behind subtle clues to the world that once was. The current inhabitants of Earth have no history. Our history starts not 6,000 years ago, not even 450,000 years ago, but only a few hundred years ago. Our history is much more easily altered due to our modern calendar and date-slash-time keeping have been hijacked during the tyrannical reign of Julius Augustus Caesar. Julius Caesar, who added the months of July and August, warped the universal calendar into one that would endure his name. Which is interesting. If you uh, took out those two months, you know what I mean? Would our other months be longer, or is technically a year shorter? 
I don't know. When we get into all that, it gets weird. But if you base it on the moon, right? If you took out like two those months. those two months, how does that? You know what I mean? It's oh, we get rid of daylight savings time finally. <laughs> well, it would be nice. I do think that fucked up a lot of shit. Yeah. Um. Uh. So, what is the mud flood? The epic mud flood is a term that is coined to the event which occurred only a few hundred years ago during the end of the reign of the Tartarian Empire. Buildings hundreds of years old and located all across the world are known to be encased in a mud flow up to several stories high and in some cases even completely engulfing buildings entirely in nothing but mud. You can find buildings that have an age of only a few hundred years old and find them to be buried in mud. The windows and doors of the upper floors of buildings are quite often found to be at ground level and occasionally even found to be completely buried underneath the surface of the mud that covered the entire area. You you still with me on all this? Okay. Just want to make sure. This This isn't mine, but I'm reading. My theory as to what happened only a few hundred years ago. During the 9-11 attack, a technology was used to break apart the cellular structure of steel molecules using a form of electromagnetic vibrational frequency. This EMVF molecular destruction weapon was tuned to a specific frequency in which anything with steel in it, such as buildings, cars, streetlights, street signs, etc., that were caught in the weapon's beam would be affected. As the EMVF weapon was focused on the area surrounding the pertaining affected object, the object's molecules that made up its steel component would begin to get excited and cause friction. This friction would first cause the object to catch on fire. After a short time, the object's steel molecules would be vibrating at such an intensity that the steel molecules themselves would begin to break apart. As the object underwent molecular deconstruction, the object quickly turned to dust, dustification. Think about that with 9-11 and those yeah. theories. Yeah, we've talked about something mm-hmm. like that. With Judy Wood and her yeah. book. Yeah. Uh, a similar technology was used to wipe out the previous creation. However, this time, instead of tuning the EMVF weapon to break apart the cellular structure of steel molecules, the EMVF weapon was tuned for the composition that made up life, such as iron and our red blood cells. This EMVF weapon that was tuned for life and wiped out the Tartarian Empire is your rapture. The mass disappearance of people and animals wasn't from aliens or from a bearded bread and fish multiplier, <laughs> but rather from an ancient technology used to deconstruct molecules affected by whatever frequency the weapon was tuned to affect. In the case of the Tartarians, the EMVF weapon was tuned for life, such as iron molecules. In the case of 9-11, the EMVF weapon was tuned for steel molecules. Our staged mud flood reality. Our staged mud flood reality. The mud from the so-called mud flood isn't from a watery, briny solution of water and dirt, but rather the dustified remains of the Tartarians, Mayans, and other inhabitants that existed only a few hundred years ago. Their dustified remains blew in the wind and was carried along the ground by rain, which caused the dustified remains to gather around anything in the way such as buildings, mountains, and canyons. The mud flood wasn't a mud flood, and it wasn't Noah's flood. The mud flood event wasn't an event, but rather the result of the dustified remains of the previous inhabitants of the earth being carried around by wind and rain and conjuring up against buildings and geographical locations. Our staged mud flood reality is based off deluge after deluge and creation after destruction after creation ad infinitum. Hmm. So far, (laughs) your thoughts. Um, it's an interesting theory. So, in my opinion, if 
we're going with that story, then an old ancient civilization is the one that is still, there's still a controlling elite that decided to wipe out the Tartarians. Mm-hmm. And then that controlling elite decided to do the 9-11 thing. Well, ultimately, like, well, you know I mean, like, let's not, uh, so, so what it's, what it's trying to go with is that it's trying to basically give a, a different theory of this whole evolution shit and the creation shit. Right. Um, and, and what it's trying to also say is that this thing that we're living on, this earth, this ball or flat, whatever the fuck it is, mm-hmm. has been around a shit ton longer than, and then, and, and what it's also trying to say, you know how we, uh, people that are like, based like, oh, you know, the, the revelations happening now and all this, and what he, what this, this person's trying to get across is that, it's already happened, it's already that's happened. already happened. So like, that was for a, that was warning the people back then, back then, like, this book is is not saying it's pointless. It still has good things in it that you can learn from, but it's not telling you what's coming because what's coming's already came and gone. And the second coming has been here and gone already. Yeah, we, we honestly we could be on like the eighth coming type shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the the th- the problem is like all this stuff is it's it's all hypothetical and oh, yeah. and and theory. It, it's all theory driven. It's nothing's based in reality, and I don't even think you can sit here and say, "Well, the Bible's based in reality." Well, how do you know? Nothing is based in like everything is theoretical. Even if it was based on a true story, right? Going off of this information, that true story happened millions of years ago, mm-hmm. way before our time. Like what we believe happened, you know, two hundred years ago, or the fuck, it's more than that, obviously, but. Didn't happen. Yeah, two thousand years ago, I guess what they would say. Yeah, well, it's it's all. And to me, this is the kind of shit I, I like. But I like hearing different theories. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm interested for sure. Um, and I've heard of Tartaria, and so I I don't even know how this came across my phone, but yeah, it did. Yeah. And I I think it was in an email or a tweet. I think I saw it on Twitter actually, and I clicked on it. Somebody was talking about. Anyways, so then I started reading all this, and I was like, oh, that's it's interesting. I like. New theories and new ideas. I've never heard of these guys before, and so that's why I wanted to share it because you know I, I think if if we if we can put as much shit on the table, see what sticks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So Tartaria is a new one. Anyways, I'll keep going because there's more. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot more. No, there's a lot of ads I think at the bottom, so it's not as long as you might think, but there's still more. So okay. here's the next part. How the process of reincarnation works. Okay. Before I delve into the process of reincarnation, I should mention that our so-called soul is nothing more than the culmination of our consciousness and our accumulated memories from our own personal lifetimes. A soul isn't a thing, but is only a word that describes two things, the consciousness and the memory. And that Earth's previous astrological age was the age of Aries, the current astrological age is the age of Pisces, and the next astrological age is the age of Aquarius. The process of reincarnation is mirrored here in the physical. Everything is mirrored here in the physical. The property of being physical is not an attribute occurring only in our dimension, but is an attribute occurring in all dimensions. The all-encompassing 
ether in our dimension is the mirror equivalent to the perfect energy state outside of the space-time continuum. Higher dimension properties are mirrored in lower dimensions. For instance, a three-dimensional sphere would never appear to be a sphere in a two-dimensional reality, but merely a two-dimensional circle that would start of infinitely small and progressively grow infinitely large. As above, so below. Okay? So, like, I could just memorize that next time I talk to Ray and then sound smart. <laughs> yeah. And he'd be like, I don't understand anything you just said. Kind of like when he says big words to me. Right. After I don't think he knows what the fuck he's talking about either, but he just memorizes big words and says them. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, <laughs> so I'm going to memorize that shit and be like, now, Ray, the uh, everything is mirrored here in the physical. The property, you know, I'm just going to fucking rattle it off and he's going to be like, I think I'm going to. I'm going to read this to him. Not on the podcast, but... All right. The process of reincarnation works as follows. We go about our day and experience. We sleep to process our experiences we accumulated during that day and wake up the next day to accumulate experiences again. Can't argue with that, right? Right. We live our life and experience. We pass away and join the perfect energy state to process our accumulated life experiences and our soul, which is simply the combination of our consciousness and memory reincarnates into another body back on the earth to accumulate experiences again. After processing our life experience by joining and becoming one with the perfect energy state and are ready to be reincarnated back onto earth, depending on the current particular astrological age of earth will depend on whether or not we relive our previous life with the same body, parents, siblings, friends, everything, or get to live a whole new life with a brand new everything. If the Earth is in the same astrological age as by the time uh, we are ready to reincarnate, then we will reincarnate into our previous life and keep reliving that particular life until the Earth enters a new astrological age. Interesting. So we're just in an endless loop. It's basically what it's. It's. I'm telling you, this is such an interesting concept that we've never really talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of talked about reincarnation yeah. when we did that, like, what what's it all, like, remember that one episode yeah, we did with yeah, Ray? Yeah. But, like, this is a kind of a new thing, and it's, and then if you also think back to when we did the one on um, John Lear, remember that guy? Yeah, remember remember that, that name? Yeah, remember. His whole theory this. of how, when, when we die, like, his whole thing was, like, with aliens or whatever, how, or not, well, I don't know if it was aliens, but it's kind of like, we repeat, so like we we die and then we come back and until we can get a near perfect right. before we ascend to the next level, yeah, we or whatever. It's a game and we got to hit the, the and and this level. is kind of kind of like that, but yeah. different in terms of like. So if you think about this, it's like and you, you can go back and think like let's just say if you had like a brother and sister that you fucking hated, like you only got to have that brother or sister for. One astrological age before everything resets. Mm-hmm. Which, if you think about this, this is why, like, it, it, you know, kind of, I don't know, I, I try to, like, read this stuff and then think, like, maybe this could explain why babies are born and can just play a fucking Mozart mm-hmm. at two years old. Like, explains, explains deja vu a lot, too. It, it could explain deja vu. It could explain, I mean, you could explain some of this stuff with this theory. Not mm-hmm. saying it's right. I'm just saying it kind of, you could maybe make the argument then and mm-hmm. say, well, that makes sense. Or, you know, these kinds of things. 
or like when you see somebody, you instantly fucking hate them, yet you've never talked to that person or whatever. But maybe in a previous life within this thing, you fucking hated that, that something happened between you and that person, and you just fucking hate them. Or you see someone, you're like, you j- or you just get along with somebody that, you know, just randomly. Maybe it's because in a previous life, you guys were fucking best friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what about the Mandela effect? How does that affect that? Could that be? It could be part of it. Yeah, because like in a past life, you and I were friends, obviously, and we remember Baron Steinberg, not Baron Stein. Right. You, you know. Um, and so, and a lot of people are because we're all in that same age, astrological age. We're all remembering from the previous life, and so then we we have that memory that's there, and and we're noticing a difference because something did change at some point. I'm, I'm telling you, dude. And the ones that there's some weird shit. The ones that don't remember it were from a different astrological. Yeah, age. maybe they didn't reincarnate to an old life. They're in a new life. Now. Yeah, and that's why they don't get it yeah. or see or see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. we'll eventually. I mean, it makes you wonder how many times have we reincarnated and don't know it. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, when you start thinking about this shit, it gets all like, oh, I, you know, like this is where we should fucking get high and then talk about it but like let's finish reading it first yeah and then we'll go high next week yeah uh, all right if the earth is in a new astrological age by the time we are ready to reincarnate then we will reincarnate into a brand new life and keep reliving that particular life until the earth enters the next astrological age and so on and so forth tartarian free energy churches cathedrals mosques and other buildings of worship were originally uh <laughs> Let's see. Well, it's ether, ether e- 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 etheric ether, power ether. stations, water stations, and sound resonating acoustical healing centers. Okay. The buildings that religionist, religionists use as places of worship in our present day originally functioned as hospitals during the reign of the Tartarian Empire. Tartarian buildings are more similar to in, in function to pyramids and temples found across the world than what we are led to believe by mainstream peer-reviewed science. Through ingenious engineering, intricate architecture, and advanced technology, the Tartarians transformed the Earth into a circuit board powered by the ether, just like the ancients did with the pyramids and temples. The crosses on top of Tartarian buildings were used as etheric electrical antennas, which were connected to the rebar embedded throughout the building's structure. Streetlights that existed during the reign of the Tartarian Empire were tall etheric electrical antennas. These streetlights harnessed the power of the ether, which caused the gases inside of the upper bulb to ionize and fluoresce. For all we know, the upper bulbs that sat on top of the Tartarian streetlights and found inside the homes of the Tartars themselves were not made from glass, but quite possibly from a type of quartz crystal. If the pop culture phenomenon started by the radium girls are any indication, I don't know what that is, radium girls, then these bulbs could have contained various substances such as mercury or radium, which reacted to the ether, or maybe the bulbs contain nothing at all and the quartz crystal itself is what reacted with the ether. There's a lot of people that get into the whole, like, different crystals and things mm-hmm. like that for, oh, like, yeah, yeah. energy and healing, healing and all this shit. Yeah, like, there's some people that, like, literally sleep with, like, a crystal in their hand or, mm-hmm. you know. It's, like, and I wonder if some of that shit has, like, I don't know. I usually sleep with a crystal light or a crystal Pepsi in my hand. <laughs> nice. Uh, keeping it light. There? Keeping yeah. it light. Yeah, Simple to. yet effective air circulators. Oh, I need one of these. Tartarians used ingenious methods in capturing, storing, 
and releasing the Earth's natural energy. One of these methods included heat exchangers that are so often found on top of or connected to Tartarian homes and buildings. Imagine a roof-mounted glass dome, box, pole, column, etc. Depending on the size of the room, home, or building that you would want to be heated would determine how big or small a heat exchanger would be re- would be required. Through the natural process of the greenhouse effect, heat is captured and trapped inside of these glass heat exchange units. These heat exchangers were connected to air shafts and air ducts. And all someone had to do was flip a switch and a fan circulated that trapped hot air throughout the home or building. Not all heat exchanges exchangers were roof-mounted. Some were wall-mounted depending on the amount of sunlight absorbed, and some homes and buildings even had multiple heat exchangers. Again, it depends on the size of the room, home, or building that you would want to be heated. That would determine which type of heat exchanger you would need and the amount of heat exchangers you would need. Tartarian homes and buildings had wind-powered fans, which generated electricity. This electricity was stored in capacitors and regulated by circuit breakers found on the premises. Whenever electricity was required for additional tasks, all someone had to do was flip a switch for the desired outcome. So why do we have electric heaters and furnaces? That costs money. And we all know that if it costs, that if costs are involved, then free isn't a part of that equation. Tartarians also used large cavernous underground dugouts or basements which trapped and stored cool air. And similar to the heat exchangers, all someone had to do was flip a switch and a fan circulated that trapped cool air throughout the home or building. Simple, isn't it? And best of all, it's free energy. How did the first fireplaces and chimneys function? The design. So now we're getting into like uh, like if you're uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor. Yeah. Uh, it kind of gets into some of this and... Anyways, I'll just keep going. The design. Tartarian fireplaces were as ornamentally grand as the buildings that they resided in. These fireplaces were used as a type of bragging rights by revealing the intricate architecture of the homeowner's taste to visiting guests and relatives. Contrary to how we use fireplaces today, fireplaces themselves were not engineered to burn anything. Chimneys were not used to route smoke up from the fireplace and outside of the home. And rebar in the structure of the home was not primarily used to provide any structural support. The rebar in the home was connected to the rooftop tower dome, which was quite possibly filled with various substances such as mercury, radium, or quartz crystal, and the metal poles sticking out of the top and sides of the building, all of this metal was then connected to the metal backplating found inside the original Tartarian fireplaces and chimneys. Like the crosses found on top of churches, cathedrals, and mosques, the metal poles sticking out of the top and sides of homes and other Tartarian buildings acted as etheric Electrical antennas, which harnessed the power of ether of the ether and focused that free energy into the chimney. Air ventilation shafts, air ducts, found throughout the home's rooms were connected to the chimney. The rebar rooftop tower dome. That's like a good band name. Rebar rooftop tower dome. Uh, and metal poles sticking out of the sides of the home acted as a spider web, attracting the ether and concentrating the etheric energy all throughout the home. Similar to how spiders are able to grow and survive without food and water so long as they are touching their web, the Tartarians were able to grow and survive without food and water so long as they stayed inside of their etheric energized home. COVID-19. Yeah. Lockdowns. Are they actually trying to save us, Dave? Tartarian fireplaces and chimneys functioned as 
etheric electrical vacuums, ionized central air units. Tartarian fireplaces and chimneys were pressurized electric vacuums, which acted as an air circulation unit inside of the home. The chimney itself was the vacuum chamber where everything took place. Interesting. The winter. During the winter, the homeowner would close the upper portion of the chimney. The connected rebar from the house focused on the frictional or focused the frictional heat from the rebar under stress from the structure into the chimney by way of the metal back plate. The ornamentally grand metallic sculptings typically found decorating the outer perimeter of Tartarian fireplaces acted as capacitors by storing the built-up etheric energy collected by the rooftop tower dome and top and side metal poles sticking out of the house. Those these metal sculptings were connected to the metal backplate found inside of the fireplace and up and down the chimney. I hope some listeners drawing picture right now. <laughs> Along with the metal backplate, these metal sculptings were etheric electrically charged due in part to being connected to the metal backplate, which in turn was connected to the building's rebar, while the rebar was connected to the rooftop tower dome and metal poles sticking out of the top and sides of the building, which were used as antennas to help attract the universal energy of the ether itself. It's kind of like that song we sang as a kid, the uh, what bone was connected to the what bone. And oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where I thought I was going for a second there reading that. <laughs> the fireplace's metal sculptings held, helped to radiate structural tension heat from the rebar and metal backplate into the room where the fireplace was located. Since the heat could not escape up through the chimney, the heat would then be forced to radiate throughout the chimney itself. The heat would then be forced to radiate into the ventilation air ducts, which were connected to the inside of the chimney. The heat would travel inside of the ventilation air ducts and heat the rooms where the air ducts opened up to. Makes sense. The rest of the heat trapped inside of the chimney would radiate out of the fireplace itself and with the help of the fireplace's metal sculptings, heat the room it was in. The heat output, this type of central air circulation system would be dependent on the amount of rebar in the house, the amount of tensional stress applied to the rebar, whether or not the house had a tower dome and metal poles, on the outside that were connected to the rebar inside, the size of the chimney, the size of the metal backplate, the size of the fireplace, and the size of the fireplace and metal sculptings. Okay. In the summer. This one's shorter. Yeah, it is big time. During the summer, the homeowner would open the upper portion of the chimney. The fireplace would act as a pressurized vacuum powered by the etheric electricity and suck the heat out of the rooms in the house by way of the air ventilation ducts and the fireplace itself. The frictional heat that the connected rebar was under due to tensional stress from the house will begin to radiate up and out of the chimney. <clears throat> I kind of want to, like, try this shit. Like, build right. something like this. And... I'd like the air conditioning one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd like all of it so I don't I have, have chimney, to fucking though. pay for anything. You know? Tired of fucking paying this shit. Shit's expensive, bro. Fuck yeah, it is, dude. In short, Tartarian fire. In short, after all of that I just read, Tartarian fireplaces were not designed to burn anything. The metal backplating found inside of the fireplace and chimney was connected to the rebar, upper tower dome, and outside metal poles, which concentrated the power of the ether and focused that free energy onto the metal backplate inside of the chimney, which ionized the air inside of the chimney. This ionized air, coupled with the rising and falling of hot and cold air currents, created a pressurized electric vacuum inside of the chimney. During the winter, chimneys acted as pressurized electric vacuums, radiating trapped heat inside of the chimney, out through the fireplaces, metal sculptings, and air ventilation ducts connected to the inside of the chimney. During the summer, the process would reverse of the fireplace and air ventilation ducts would suck in heat, or suck in heat into the fireplace and air ducts connected to the inside of the chimney from the inside of the house, and by way of the ionized air from the etheric electric 
electrically charged metal backplate inside of the chimney would force the heat up the chimney and out of the house. Okay. In short. Uh, that was a little <laughs> bit long for sure, but I'll take it. Free energy devices. There are five conceptualized theories as to what the original purpose was of the Tartarian fireplaces and chimneys. You ready? Yeah. All right, let's read five of these. One, pressurized etheric electric vacuums. All of the metal poles sticking out of the house and the rooftop tower dome were connected to the rebar in the house's structure. The rebar was connected to the metal backplate found inside of the chimney. The heat caused by the tension friction from the rebar under stress focused the heat into the chimney by way of being connected to the chimney's backplate. The metal poles sticking out of the house along with the rooftop tower dome, such a great band name, (laughs) were etheric electrical antennas which routed the wireless etheric energy to the rebar. The rebar focused the etheric energy into the chimney and onto the metal backplate, which ionized the atoms of the metal backplate and the frictional heat trapped inside of the chimney. The etheric ionized electricity being conducted inside the chimney helped to quickly route the frictional heat of the rebar under tension stress up and out of the chimney during the summer, an open chimney, and throughout through and out of the fireplace and air circulation ducts connected to the inside of the chimney during the winter, a closed chimney. Number two, in-home etheric streetlight technology. Similar to how Tartarian streetlights and religious crosses acted as etheric electrical antennas, the metal poles and rooftop tower domes on houses harnessed the energy from the ether and focused that energy into the connected rebar. The etheric powered rebar itself would protrude into rooms throughout the home with gaseous bulbs and connected to the ends of the rebar. The etheric energy would ionize the gases contained within the bulbs to provide illumination for that particular room. Now, when you think about these, like, before I go to number three, when you think about, like, this, the rebar and all this, like, these, like, what's our band name? The fucking whatever, Tower Dome thing? Tower Dome, yeah, rooftop Um, Tower Dome. If you think, like, think back to Tesla, Nik- Nikolai Tesla's like thing for free energy that yeah. he built. He's basically describing that, mm-hmm. but on top of every house, right? And and Tesla's whole free energy thing was based on this. You know, like you were so yeah, you, this you kind of goes hand in hand with that, and it, it, that's what's interesting about this is like assuming the Tartarian shits like. There's some fucking, let's just say it's real. And that's how they were using it. And then, like, maybe Tesla somehow, you know, found out about this shit. And, like, you know, then then you get into the whole Tesla thing, and then he died, and then Trump's fucking uncle got that shit. Yeah, where was Tesla from? Italy? Uh, I don't remember. And these guys were in Asia, right? Yeah. They're not close. It's not like he just stumbled. I don't know if Tesla was in Italy, dude. I want to say he was... Is he French? I don't remember where he's from. Well, I know he died of COVID. Austrian. I was close. Austria. Uh, was born an ethnic Serb in the village of Smiljan or Smiljan or something like that. Not the Austrian Empire. Um, hmm. Such a weird picture of him. <laughs> yeah. It's weird that we actually have a picture of him, though. Yeah. I was born in 1856, died in 43. I mean, I guess 43 we had cameras, but I don't know. But see, like this right here, mm-hmm. his that, it's the tower dome fucking thing. I mean, that's what he yeah. 
but where did you know this is what makes me wonder where did he get his fucking idea to do this you know granted we can't go back and say well the you know i don't know how do we prove the tartarian this whole thing or is this just out of some guy's fucking whatever but let's say it this is all this information's from something else that's like older than tesla I mean, it makes you wonder, did he fucking know about this shit somehow or yeah. learn about it through, who knows, dude? I, I'm just in reading it because it's all interesting. It is. It's very interesting. All right, number three, gaseous charging stations. The Tartarians had handheld vials of gases contained inside of a portable bulb, similar to that of a flashlight, mobile lamp, and a candle inside of a handheld candle holder. In order to charge the gases contained inside of the portable bulb, the Tartarian would place the bulb inside of the fireplace, the etheric ionized energy contained inside of the chimney would ionize the gases contained inside of the portable bulb. Once fully ionized, the Tartarian would remove the portable bulb from the fireplace and use the ionized gases contained inside of the portable bulb to provide illumination. Number four. Molecular transportation. Tartarian fireplaces were also used as a form of electronic wireless molecular transportation using the ionized etheric chamber chimney as a means of demolecularizing and becoming one of the ether itself. The Tartarians would walk inside of the massive fireplaces and demolecularize. Mm -hmm. Another uh, good band name. Demolecularize? Yeah. I mean, they'd probably tell you to change your name because nobody could fucking say it, but Mm -hmm. their soul, conscious plus memory, would then become one with the ether and the universal energy state. They would then be able to transport or teleport to any place at any time they want via the all-existent ether. So this is like the technology that like Star Trek has, and you know where you can like transport yourself to another. The whole beam me up thing. Yeah, beam me up, Scotty, and time travel. I mean, yeah. What if, dude? Just saying. Yeah. What's well, number five? Acoustical healing units. Now. This is interesting. You've been like seen on TV, like in India, where or whatever they have those bowls, yeah. and they like go yeah. around the bowl, and people like, you know, they're like being healed or, and shit yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that whole like, and and I I do think there's something to that thing. Like, well, I think Tesla's shit was right, and this is like kind of using some of that Tesla concept, I think. But then like that whole thing, I could totally see like, um how like churches cathedrals they're built in a way for that sound to fucking do whatever mm-hmm. i mean whether you agree with religion or not you don't ever go to church and then leave church feeling more pissed off normally right, right. normally you feel better why well it's interesting right mm-hmm. why is it is it the word or is it the music is it the sound is it the whole the whole package is the you know what i mean so not like shitting on religion, but like I've never gone to church and been more pissed off when I left, or I, I felt better, I feel in a good mood, you know, whatever. And you can sit there and say, well, it's because of what they're preaching. It, maybe it is the music. I don't know. Yeah. But it's an interesting thing. And what this this article saying is that that whole church thing used to be hospital type shit. That's how they healed people mm-hmm. back in the Tartarian right. Empire days. Right. That's an interesting concept because if you think about it, you do feel better when you leave. Unless you're an altar boy for a Catholic priest. Well, that's different. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you feel better. I mean, did you I feel like shit didn't. afterwards? I never got touched. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe you should have been the one doing the touching. <laughs> yeah. And you'd feel good. 
<laughs> Anyways, number five, acoustical healing units. Similarly to how Tartarian churches, cathedrals, and mosques originally were used for, Tartarian fireplaces and chimneys would have functioned as acoustical healing units. The rooftop tower dome, there's our band, band name, name um, and outside metal poles attracted the power of the etheric energy. This energy was routed by way of the home's rebar and focused that etheric energy into the chimney and onto the metal backplate found inside of the chimney. This energetic metal backplate would ionize the air inside of the chimney and route the etheric energy out of the fireplace and through the air ducts connected to the inside of the chimney, which opened up to rooms found throughout the home. This etheric energy would provide acoustical healing to anyone near the fireplace, air ducts, or anyone in or around the Tartarian home. Believe nothing, question everything. Everything. And that's the... See, like I said, there's like... Now... We could have just not read anything beyond, like, where we ended it, like, reincarnation. Like, right. we could have just stopped at the simple yet effective air circulators. Yeah. But it's interesting, though, to see all the different things they used for the yeah. the metal back the back thing. So uh, to take this whole Tartarian thing how you want, but I thought it was interesting. Um, it's a new theory of fucking life and... You know, and have, you, have you done much research on this website? Huh? You see what else they have up there? This right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, you know, I don't know. What I mean, there's probably something we tackle with Ray. Yeah. Oh. There's a lot of interesting fucking yeah. stories on here, man. Yeah. Um, that's definitely a site we'll, we'll keep and maybe hit another time. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it's all, it's all interesting to me. It is. It's, you never know what you're going to get on this show. It's yeah. Well, when I try, I find new shit and I try to like bring it here because when else are you going to fucking right. hear about it? You know what I mean? Hear it of those. All right. Now let's hit some uh, some memes. Okay, we'll start with this one. Report: Taliban offered Biden control of Kabul, but he declined. Really? So the Taliban offered Biden and the military control of Kabul, mm-hmm. the airport and all that, the whole fucking city, but Biden declined. So let's read what it Why? says here. What was Joe Biden thinking? Basically what you just said was why. The chaos in Afghanistan could have reportedly been avoided altogether if President Joe Biden had accepted the Taliban's initial offer for the U.S. to have full control of Kabul and the airport. According to a report from the Washington Post, as the Taliban began taking control of Afghanistan, senior U.S. military leaders met with Taliban political leader Abdul Ghani Baradar in Doha, Qatar, where an offer was made for the United States to have control of Kabul until all U.S. troops had withdrawn. The offer was declined. As the days unfolded, the security in Kabul became increasingly hostile, culminating in the terrorist attack last week that killed 13 American service members and 160 Afghans. That's a lot of blankets, man. Mm According to a report from Politico last week, the Biden administration entrusted the Taliban so intensely with securing the city that they were allegedly given a list of names of American citizens, green card holders, and Afghan allies in the region. Let me 
read that again. Yeah, that part. The um, Biden administration entrusted the Taliban, these fucking people we fought for 20 fucking years, so intensely with securing the city that they were allegedly given a list of, no, it's not even allegedly, they were given a list of names of American citizens, green card. So basically, we give you a kill list. Yeah, that's basically it. Here you go. Here's all the people in your country. Kill them. Kill them. Here's their addresses. Here's our CIA <clears throat> list that we don't want you to have. Wow. So, Rasmussen, you've heard of Rasmussen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they do lots of polls. <laughs> They're known for their polls. They are. 32% say Biden should resign now. Mm-hmm. Americans, right? Or we're just yep. assuming. 40% say Biden deserves to be impeached. Mm-hmm. 33% say Harris is not qualified to be president. And all of these figures are exclusively from Democrats. Wow. So 32% of, Bi- of, of Democrats say Biden should resign now. 40% say Biden deserves to be impeached. And 33% say Harris is not qualified to be president. Hmm. So 50, 52% of voters think Biden should resign over Afghanistan withdrawal. That's general Americans. And that was yesterday. <laughs> Just Democrats mm-hmm. are... are you know, that's pretty high numbers for even just Democrats. Yeah. Like, yikes. Should be interesting. Yeah. Um, so now we're going we're gonna to be a little bit all over the place with these because of the order that right. the email is. But J. Christian Adams, I don't know who the fuck that is, 15 million mail ballots unaccounted for in the 2020 election. 15 million mail ballots. They're, they're unaccounted for. So where in the fuck did the 15 million ballots go, Dave? Because they're unaccounted for right now. Well, they're probably all the ones that they used, all the fake ones. Mm, I don't know. So this is interesting. Over here we see Joe, J-O, with the three red lines, 2020. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got the Biden with the, you know, Biden, the E in Biden is the three lines, Biden-Harris, Biden-Harris. High schoolers for Biden, Biden-Harris, Biden, Biden for president, 2020. By, by the way, Biden way, mm-hmm. I hardly saw any Biden uh, posters, yeah. yard signs, or anything. I never did. Even to this day, which is funny, the, the, only, the, the one Biden one I do see on a daily basis is there's a giant one. I won't say the name of the road, but it, it goes north into Wisconsin. Uh, it's a giant one that says, fuck Biden. Mm-hmm. And then a couple houses up, there's a Trump one. <laughs> Yeah. Banner. Two houses, not two houses apart, but like a block apart. There's a fuck Biden and a Trump one. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, these are good people. Smart, yeah. smart. So you see the, the three red lines in the all the Bidens, right? Yep. Let's read what the three red banners mean, Dave. Okay. Three red banners was an ideological slogan in the late 1950s, which called on the Chinese people to build a socialist state. The three red banners, also called the three red flags, okay. consisted of the general line for socialist construction, the Great Leap Forward, and the People's Communes. Have you heard about the Great Leap Forward? No. All right, well, Alex Jones was talking about the Great Leap Forward and all this. This is Biden used three red banners calling on China to build a socialist state. Vote for Biden. You want socialist state. Now I'm being the, the black girl with the clap every word I fucking say. But it's blatantly fucking obvious. Yeah. 
I love some asshole to sit there and do it's not, it's not what it is. There was no fraud, voter fraud, it was all real. It's not even that. I mean, he's that, literally yeah. saying, but see, did you know this? Did you know about the red flags before no, this? No, no. It's right there. Doc's getting irritated. Mm-hmm. He's pissed about that three red flag. Public Interest Legal Foundation, 82,766 Wisconsin 2020 mail ballots went missing or undeliverable. That's a lot. That's your state, bro. Yes, sir. Well, where the fuck did they go? After they were undeliverable, where'd they go? That's a good question. Report. Nearly 15 million mail-in ballots unaccounted for in the 2020 election. Enough to sway election results. Yeah, isn't that what I just said? Because we weren't that many votes off, you know, Trump to Biden. What, well, how many was it? Do you remember? It was not very many. How many? 13, I think. <laughs> how many votes? Let's see. So here we go. Yeah, 7 million. So, uh, yeah. They claim Biden got 81,009,468. They claim Trump got 74,111,419. That's uh, that's less than fifteen. Yeah. Yet so, we have fifteen hold on. unaccounted for. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't get put hold that page back up. Oh, I got I'm to go lay it out. Go on. Got the uh, the dogs getting uh, wild over here. I'm gonna do some math real quick here. You do the math. Seventy-four million. Okay, Dave's doing math. One more second here. Just got to put in some more numbers here. All right. So according to that, the combined total of votes between Trump and Biden is 155,120,887. Mm-hmm. According to a poll on stats.com or whatever the fuck, there's 168,310,000 voters registered in the 2020 election. Okay. That leaves 13,189,113 people did not vote or the votes were not counted. I was just curious if the two of them combined is more than what has actually registered, but there's right. still there's still 13 million votes out there that aren't. But what we're saying here is that, so uh, I would love to know the actual, uh, it's only like usually like 40% of people actually vote. Right. It's usually never even... Fifty percent. I don't even think. Let's ask the internet. What's the what percent of people actually vote? Because I. I, So let's see here. Well, just look at two thousand sixteen alone. So, there was 230 registered voters, and only 230 million, million yeah, voting only, eligible. Yeah. Not not. So that's 230 million eligible. Almost 231 million eligible. Yeah. <clears throat> 250 million that were of voting age, but only 136 million showed up. So not even half. Yeah. Right. No. It's, no. It's more than. It's, half. A, it's more than half. Yeah. For both of them. Just would, over half, though. I would only give a shit about the voting eligible population because the voting age, if you're not registered to vote, you don't count. So I'm okay. going with just the voting eligible. So, so 
over a hundred million people didn't vote the first year, right? Or la- the last election, two thousand sixteen. So hundred hundred million. Yeah. But this time, oh yeah, this time only thirteen million didn't vote. So eighty-seven million more people voted this year. Bullshit. Bullshit. Exactly. Look at the year before that. Election before that, two thousand twelve. So it was two hundred and twenty-two million. Yeah. Were voting eligible. Okay, and one hundred and twenty-nine voted. Yeah. So that's about the same. <clears throat> Just shy of a hundred million. So what's our percent? Because it's, it's what, like sixty percent, fifty something percent, right? I don't know how you would figure. Like, well, we figured out that one math video you watched. <laughs> yeah, but these are way bigger numbers. It's, it should work the same way. I don't remember how. To do yeah, it. but you have to know the percent to start oh, with. Yeah, that's right. We don't know the percent. We're trying to figure out what the percent is. Yeah. So where's my phone? If you do. I think you divide the voting eligible by the actual amount of people. So voted. let's do two hundred two hundred thirty-one million. We'll just do two hundred thirty-one. Yep. Versus one hundred thirty-seven divided by one thirty-seven. That's one point six eight six. So what would that be? I don't think that's right. Eighty-four percent times. No, you know what? Oh wait, do this. Two thirty-one minus. Thirty-seven, ninety-four. It's ninety-four. So two thirty-one divided by ninety-four. So that's like seventy-five percent or twenty twenty-four percent. That's not right either. <laughs> no. So maybe it is seventy-five percent. Well, let's see. What's seventy-five percent of? We'll divide two thirty-one by four. Fifty-seven point seven five. So add that three times would be seventy five percent, and that would be more than that would be more than one hundred and thirty. So that'd be there one hundred and so fifty seven. Okay, I see what you're doing. So we'll take fifty seven seventy five plus fifty seven seventy five, which is one hundred and fifteen. So so it's probably like one hundred and sixty percent, or like sixty percent. Yeah, about 60. So if we did, how would we figure out the 60%? What's that number? Wasn't it 60 times 231? What what was your reverse math that we just watched last week? I don't remember. Because now we know the percentage. (laughs) I have to find the video. Yeah, that's all right. doesn't matter. So let's just say, on average, it's between 60 and 65% people vote. Yeah. But we almost... Almost had, we had like what, a 90 some percent. So, yeah. so basically, what they're trying to say is that with ninety percent turnout, there was that many people that were either so for Trump, or more people than that were uh, so against Trump. That's what they're trying to imply. Yeah. Yet, yet this is the first time. All Biden supporters were the quietest people in the world then because they didn't they didn't need to uh, put signs out in the yard. They weren't proud to put signs in the yard or they didn't feel like they needed to, yet everybody was just so anti-Trump. Yet I don't know that many people that go around sitting there talking about how they, you know, early on when Trump in 2016, you all you heard was anti-Trump people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yet he won. In 2020, you couldn't find that many people that were anti-Trump. Right. 
everybody seemed like they were pro-Trump. I mean, you, every once in a while you could find somebody, but it was few and far between. Mm-hmm. Like, it was maybe one out of every 500 or 1,000 people. Right. Just in, in my experience of walking around, like, you didn't see these people. And, and if they were that, they weren't talking about it. In 2016, there was a lot of people that were Trump supporters that were real quiet about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And, obviously, because he fucking won. In 2020, people were fucking vocal that they were Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And I still think, even at that point, you had a lot of Trump supporters who were quiet because of the whole George Floyd bullshit. Right. And and they were trying to make that about Trump supporters and all yeah. this and white people and in Black general. Black Lives Matter bullshit. All that shit. And, and so if you were a Trump supporter, you, you were going to get fucked up or something. And it was, mm-hmm. remember that whole thing, right after the 2016 election, too. Yeah. So, the point is, the impossible fucking happened. Right here. sixty In the last presidential election, 70% of voting eligible population registered to vote, and 61% voted. Almost 9 in 10 registered voters cast a ballot. Lie. Bullshit. That's a lie. Yeah. There's no way. It's never happened. It, <laughs> that's yeah. what they're trying to say. That's on census.gov. It's a lie, dude. No. There's no way. Even with for the- that fucking idiot. For that fucking idiot. You're, when I say for that fucking idiot, there are people that that are confused right now who I'm referring to. Because mm-hmm. there's some people that think Trump is a fucking idiot. And then there's a lot more people that think Biden's a fucking idiot. Biden's a fucking tool. So you're telling me, for the two biggest fucking idiots we've, we've got, we had the most voter turnout ever. That is a, you would have to be a fucking moron mm-hmm. to actually believe that statement. Yeah, and scroll back up. Look, just look at the fucking trends. So, 2004, we had 200. Whoa. What the fuck just happened there? I don't know. So, 2004, we had 203 million registered and 122. So, that's about 80. Voting million. eligible, yeah. Right. That's about 80 million difference. The next one up, so you went up 10 million registered people. And it went and up about you went 10 up million. 9 million. Yeah. You went up the next one about 9 million and you went down 2 million. Right, because the, Obama was that yeah, the people were not yeah. as into Obama the right. second round. Well, that would have been a second round. Yep. And then 16, you went up 7 million from both. So it, there's no way you'd go up from 7 million to 25 million. You just don't do that. Wait. Uh, Obama was, yeah, 2008 and 2012, right? Yeah. Well, no, this one makes sense. It's the... But no, but I'm saying for the next one up, to go from them to... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. From 16 to 20, you just don't go up. You go 7, up, you if go you 7 were gonna, million every year. If, well, it's, it's interesting because it went up, which when a president gets more in their second mm-hmm. round, which Trump did, it's yeah. never happened where the person they were running against got even more than that right. because it doesn't happen Never. it's, it's not, statistically sti- not impossible. it's statistically impossible yeah because Unless it's you, cheat. <laughs> you, you you would have to have cheated i mean it's just that's what it is i'm sorry it, it is what it is it's not oh you're a sore loser no it doesn't happen that way sorry it doesn't happen that way it just doesn't it's not even about being a sore loser yeah. you fucking cheat i mean I'm going to drive home tomorrow, or drive home tonight, and I'm going to be a millionaire. Because that's what happens. That's statistically impossible. <laughs> but I'm going to rob a bank, and then kill people, 
on the way home. That's how I got it. But I'm gonna deny doing it. But I'm I'm gonna be a millionaire as soon as I get home. That's how. That's how. It's the Even same. Even if you robbed a bullshit. bank, it's still statistically impossible. <laughs> true. True. Because of the fucking FDIC, only a certain amount of money. Exactly. You so you're not gonna be a millionaire. Yeah. So, yeah. One hundred percent, you will not be a millionaire when you get yeah. home tonight. <laughs> exactly. But statistically, I can't. But I will be. Somehow. I mean, I guess there's always that chance, but That'd be great. It, it'd have to be that you cheat it, yeah. or there's a fuck up somewhere along the way. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay. So. uh there's no way. So basically, if we now let's let's just say of the 15 million unaccounted for, right? Mm-hmm. We can't assume those are all for Trump. Well, if you're a Biden supporter, you can you can assume that the 100 percent for Biden because that's how they came with for Biden, <laughs> but not insane. Trump. I know. So, but it, even if you, I guess if you went half of that and gave to each one, but first you have to eliminate all the. Illegal, multiple ran through. You have to get rid of all the bullshit ones mm-hmm. for Biden. And I haven't heard, but all bullshit ones for Trump. Let's just say there's some. Yeah. Yeah. We know there's millions that were bullshit for Biden. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's get rid of all the bullshit ones. Now let's go back and look at these 15 million unaccounted for. I would assume, and I'll, I'll be nice and go half. Go to each, mm-hmm. but we we can probably say at least seventy percent of the fifteen million, or maybe a hundred percent, considering the fact that they were unaccounted for, were for Trump. So we could go maybe the full million for full fifteen million for Trump. No matter how you slice it, he gets more than Biden yeah, when it's no all said and done. There's no way Biden won. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna. He that. didn't. It's just simple as that. He didn't fucking. He didn't win. All right. What else you got? We we beat that to death, didn't we? Yeah, we just so I don't know if you know, but there's 15 million mail-in ballots that didn't uh, are not been shown up yet. They've been unaccounted for. Yeah, well, it, it, let's just keep going on more. <laughs> so hundreds of California recall ballots. You know how they're trying to recall Gavin Newsom, right? Yeah. Hundreds of California recall ballots found in felon's car. Let me guess, he was probably a registered Democrat. Yeah. Well, how the fuck one do you have a hundreds hundreds of them in your car? Where the fuck did you get them from? He probably worked at the fucking polling place and stole one. He probably worked for the post office. Um, so Californians vote in person on September 14th. Okay. So this is, these are ones that hadn't even been mailed out yet, Dave. Right. So hundreds of, of these were stolen before they can even be mailed out, which means hundreds of people aren't even going to get theirs. So, uh, and, and, and what's happening right now in the country? We're, we're ramping up the whole fucking COVID bullshit again. Lockdowns, masks, ever, you know, making it scary. So you don't go to the polling place. So you got to mail your shit in because they're losing across the board yeah. everywhere. Yeah. You have to have this in order to fucking cheat. Yep. That's all it is. It's literally, that's all it is. It's, dude, it's so fucking frustrating. 43,000 Georgia ballots violated election law in 2020, which is nearly 400% of Biden's victory margin. So, if you eliminate those 43,000 Georgia ballots that violated election law, Biden lost Georgia. Yep. And that means Therefore, those electoral college votes go to Trump. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go back to that one fucking... Where was it? 
So let's figure out how many electoral votes Georgia has. Christ. I'll just do a fucking search. How many electoral <laughs> Hopefully it figures out what I'm trying to do. Yeah, make. it will. College votes for Georgia. Here we go. This should be a list of all the states. Georgia gets 16 votes, right? Mm-hmm. In the Electoral College. Mm-hmm. So, let's go that. Let's go here. How many are we up? So, Trump's at 232, Biden's at 306. So we take... He'd be down to 290. 290, and Trump would be up to... 248. Okay, 248. We're getting closer. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's just off of that one. So right there alone, we're closer. We didn't win yet, but we're, we're we're a lot closer than we were. Let's get away from the election. Okay. <laughs> I know this is like, what? You guys are fucking going hard in the election. Now we're going to go to fucking something else? Yes, because that's the next slide. Um, KAM air flight canceled. No military escorts from outside airport perimeter. Absolutely no more entry into the airport. Explosions you heard was a controlled demolition of concrete up against North Gate to make sure it never opens again. Anyone who climbs the wall will get shot. U.S. government advice, stay well away from former U.S. government compounds, plus airport they will get bombed after 24 hours. This is from uh, Tim Kennedy posted this. He's a... He's an MMA guy, plus he was in the military. Oh, nice. Do not come near Kabul Airport. Unfortunately, the security situation on the ground has closed the airport to all incoming personnel. We are unable to assist further. Please do not direct anyone to the airport. It is incredibly dangerous. The best advice I can give you is to have them stay home, stay safe, remain in touch with you. Um, hopefully some avenues open up in the coming weeks and days. So this was like a few days before. So like at this point, We've completely exited Afghanistan, except there's still like a bunch of people, Americans and whatnot, still there Mm -hmm. that they never got out. Instead, they, you know, got a bunch of Afghanis out or Afghans or whatever, Uh, which is a strange thing. So there's people still stuck there. So what he was putting out was like, don't, you know, don't go to the fucking airport because you're just probably going to end up hurt, killed or something. Um, And then I don't know if you heard, there's a uh, there was a group of veterans that somehow they coordinated, got a plane or whatever, flew there, and got people out on their own. Really? No, yeah, and, and they called themselves the Pineapple Express. Really? So be watching for that movie at some point. There is a Pineapple Express. There is a Pineapple yeah. this this ver this, like this Pineapple Express, or whatever they're going to really? call it. But, you know, this will be one of those movies. It'll be a movie at some point, oh, yeah. I bet you. It just depends on who's behind the movie. Right. You know. That's interesting. Um, so... You know how we just had Hurricane Ida? Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it, it wasn't great for New Orleans. Right. But what date did that hit, Dave? I don't know. Well, it was August 29th. So on this, Hurricane Katrina huh. hit on August 29th, 2005. Hurricane Gustav hit August 29th, 2008. Hurricane Isaac hit August 29th, 2012. Hurricane Harvey hit August 29, 2017. These are all devastating. 
Yeah. Everybody remembers Katrina. Yeah. The only one I don't remember is Gustav, but yeah, Katrina, Isaac, and Harvey, I remember. I remember, I remember Harvey, I remember Isaac. And then, uh, and I'm wondering if all of these specific, cause Katrina destroyed New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Didn't Harvey destroy New Orleans too? Yeah. I bet you Gustav and Isaac did. What's interesting is they all hit the same fucking date. That's crazy. And we just had another that one. That sounds like on, a conspiracy to me. On that day? <laughs> yeah. Ida was it August I, 29th? I'm pretty sure. I'm almost positive. There you go. Makes its approach towards Louisiana on Sunday, August 29th. With Hurricane Ida headed for the Louisiana coast, Birdie's Food and Fuel on Airline Highway in Laplace was boarded up. But Okay, so that's just... Because of Hurricane Ida, 829, 2021. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. First alert, 829. Hurricane Ida is powerful. Can hurricane, which will likely intensify after landfall late this morning and early this afternoon. Wind speeds up to 145 miles per hour as of 5 a.m. That was 5 a.m. on August 29th. Yeah. About to hammer the fucking... So... One more thing I want to look up then on this is Hurricane uh, Gustav. Second most destructive hurricane of the 2008 Atlantic hurricane season. Seventh tropical cyclone. Third. Uh, where did it hit, though? Okay. Um, casualties in Haiti, the Dominican Republic, Jamaica, Cayman Islands, Cuba. Okay, so it didn't hit New Orleans, New Orleans specifically as like a thing all right so when was her hurricane ike and dean and rita i guess they weren't all on that same day That's why they don't yeah uh, well, well we'll look it up in a second hurricane isaac uh i'm sure u.s state of louisiana mm-hmm. during i mean <laughs> at this point who the fuck lives there why would you continue living there right. um well george bush doesn't care about black people <laughs> yeah that's right um, so, right, I'll remember Irene and Sandy. Oh, yeah. Never gets to my fucking name. We never have that many, I guess. Has there ever been a Hurricane Dave? <laughs> Let's dive it in. I don't think there is. Hurricane Dave? No. No, just this boxer. Oh, it, it, Hurricane David. <laughs> yeah. It was an extremely deadly hurricane which caused massive devastation and loss of life in the Dominican Republic in August 1979. It reached 175 miles an hour for one minute. I'm badass, man. You were it. badass in 79. What was your... I was one. You were one years old when that happened. Actually, no, I I wasn't even one yet. Oh, wait. We do have a hurricane, Ryan. Oh, in 2026. <laughs> hypothetical not, hurricanes. On my birthday. Yeah. Hurricane Ryan was the 18th depression, 17th named storm, 10th hurricane, and 4th major hurricane of the 2026, keep in mind, this hasn't happened yet, Atlantic (laughs) hurricane season. On October 5th, the National Hurricane Center began monitoring a tropical... How in the fuck can you have hypothetical hurricane? (laughs) This is a fucking website. There's never been a hurricane, Ryan. (laughs) 
It's never going to happen. That's funny. We're not, it, oh, we got, so we got, wait, is this where fucking uh, Alexa gets its bullshit from like, there will be an earthquake in California in 2020, maybe, whatever. Maybe. Jesus Christ. Hurricane Ryan. So everybody watch out for um, October Ryan. on Dave's birthday in 2026. I'm going to fucking... On I'm, my birthday, you're going to fuck On your birthday, I'm going to fuck shit up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'll retire. i got to know more about my hurricane now. What's... Oh, highest winds. 150 miles an hour for one minute. Yeah, you and I are just one minute chumps, dude. So only There's 26 direct deaths and one missing. $4 billion of the damage, specifically in Venezuela. Leeward Antilles, U.S. Virgin Islands... The Lesser Antilles, Puerto Rico, Azores, and Portugal. <laughs> wow. That's, uh... So it didn't actually happen on my birthday. That's when they noticed it. Yeah. So um, for you, Dave, yeah. don't go on a cruise for your birthday in 2026. I won't go on a cruise ever again. Oh, because of the... Because of cold vid. Cold vids. All right. What's the next slide? Anyways, I just the the dates are interesting. It's very interesting that they're all on the same day. Yeah, it happens. Uh, U.S. warrant. Okay, so speaking of um, future casting, Mm -hmm. this came out on August twentieth, twenty twenty one. U.S. warns of polio like illness outbreak in four months. So in four months from now, Dave, which puts us at September, October, November. So around December, Christmas time. The National Public Health Agency of the United States Centers for Disease Control and Prevention on August 17th alerted of an expected outbreak of the polio-like disease acute flaccid myelitis in the next four months. AFM is an uncommon but serious neurologic condition. It causes the muscles and reflexes in the body to become weak. So here's my question. Two or three months before COVID, coronavirus, whatever, hit. Mm-hmm. You got Bill Gates over there and during his fucking thing talking about this thing, right? Yeah. If they're coming out and saying, in four months, we're going to have a polio-like illness outbreak, you just, it's good science, right, Dave? It's good science? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Is that science. you know, you, you just know every hundred years you have a fucking polio-like illness outbreak, right? Yeah. I, come on. You At a certain point, you have to be able to step back and say, okay, so they're planning this. Mm-hmm. So so what we're going to find out is the vaccine is causing polio-like illness outbreak or that version of COVID, which is similar to a polio-like illness. It'll be the polio variant yeah. or something. It, it, but how the fuck would you know something's going to hit in four months? Is a... AFM fucking contagious? Like, how does that spread? Well, let's find out. You know what I mean? So when I see flaccid, I think penis. Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. So acute flaccid penis myelitis. <laughs> it's, it's acute flaccid my penis my, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> acute flaccid Miley Cyrus uh, is an uncommon. Um, but serious neurological condition. Now, that explains why she laughs so weird. Makes sense. Uh, maybe that explains uh, that one comedian we watched on the other show. Oh, 
uh, what was his name? Jimmy Carr? Jimmy Carr, yeah. It affects the nervous system, specifically the area of the spinal cord called gray matter, which causes the muscles and reflexes in the body to become weak. Oh, it sounds like COVID to me. Increases in AFM cases have occurred in 2014, 2016, 2018 in the U.S. Most AFM cases, more than 90%, have been in young children. Oh, we got to kill the children again. Mm-hmm. Um, is it, uh, where would we find if it's contagious, though? Causes, maybe? Oh, no. Well, let's just read it all. Fuck it. Got enough of a time, right? Evidence that viruses cause AFM. CDC has been tracking AFM since 2014. This has contributed important evidence to support a role for viruses, including enteroviruses in AFM. Most patients had respiratory symptoms or fever. What's very common in COVID? COVID. Respiratory symptoms, right? And fever. And fever. More than 90% of patients with AFM had a mild respiratory symptoms or fever consistent with a viral infection before they developed AFM. Respiratory symptoms had fever... And fever from viral infections such as from enteroviruses are common, especially in children, and most people recover. Oh, don't want that. Mm-hmm. CDC continues to work toward learning why a small number of people develop AFM after having a virus, including if a virus directly infects motor neurons, ner- ner- nerves that make the muscles move. A virus leads to an inflammatory or immune response directed towards motor neurons. Genetic factors cause certain patients to be more susceptible than others. So genetics doesn't sound like you can... Uh, you necessarily get it from, you know, yeah. being next to somebody that has it. Um, so let's go to the next one. Prevention. Got to get a shot. <laughs> uh, AFM can be caused by viruses, including enteroviruses. They're common, usually cause mild illness. We are working to learn why. Uh, we don't know what triggers AFM in a person. There is no specific action to take to prevent AFM, but you can take steps to prevent getting sick from a virus. Lower the risk of getting a virus by washing your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Avoid touching your face with unwashed hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. You can lower the risk of spreading a virus by cleaning and disinfecting frequently touched surfaces, including toys, mobile devices, and doorknobs. Covering coughs and sneezes with a tissue or upper shirt sleeve, not hands. Staying at home if you or your child is sick. Okay. Uh... Curious on the treatment. Nothing yet. There is no specific treatment. I'm surprised it doesn't say, well, you have to get vaccinated mm-hmm. with a COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, so, this, what's, this, is, this is the only one we didn't do, right? Yeah. Symptoms. Most people will have a sudden onset of arm or leg, weak, leg weakness loss of muscle tone and reflexes. Some people will also have difficulty moving the eyes or drooping eyelids. Well, that's just being tired. Mm -hmm. Dude, this is a stroke. (laughs) (laughs) Facial droop or weakness. Difficulty with swallowing or slurred speech. It's just being drunk. Pain in neck or back. Fuck, are you married? Pain in arms or legs. I'm I'm already against this thing because I've got leg pain. (laughs) Uh, and I have difficulty swallowing, so I'm already fucked. I've already got this AFM. <laughs> no, Dave, you have a stroke. You've had a stroke is what's happened. <laughs> Somehow, Dave just became Down syndrome. Uh, uncommon cases, people have also also have numbness or tingling in arms or legs. Most severe symptoms are respiratory failure and serious neurological complications such as body temperature changes and blood pressure instability that could be life-threatening. 
seek medical care right away. Um, so, but I guess my whole thing is how the fuck would you know that's coming in four months? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, because, well, if you noticed, there was a rise in 2008, <laughs> 2012, and 2016. Four more years would be 2020. So. No, no, you got the years wrong there, but wasn't it, eight, it, it was 2018. Was the last time oh, was there every was a two rest. years? Oh, I thought it was every four years. Well, no, I, it was four years until the 2018. Oh, okay. But they started, no, 2008 you created in your head. They started tracking it in 2014. Oh, okay. So it's 2014, 2012. Um, 18? 16? Uh, well, what the fuck was it? No. Where did click, we see you that? You clicked it on there. Okay, I don't even know where it is now. No, it was on the page. Just go back to the page. AFM. And then click on the fucking, the, the white Wikipedia in there. Up there, right there. Up, up, up. Yeah, right there. Click there. This is cdc.gov. I, I click it. That's what you run. That's where it was? Yeah. Um, scroll up right there. Increases in no, AFM. 2014, 16, and 18. Yeah, every okay. two years. Every yeah. two years. Well, yeah, so 2020. Mm-hmm. Why? How? Why? Why is it? Population control. We release it out in the, the wild. So they're releasing it. It has to be, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, shit just doesn't do that, I don't think. Mm-mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm nuts to think that it couldn't possibly, like... But this shit seems... It just seems frigged, dude. It seems like something that's fake. Like, you're just fucking... Every two years, we do I, that. I, I, nah, that's bullshit. It makes total sense. Either way, how, I don't understand. You can just... We should, you know what we should do is go look at, like, statistically when things hit like this and then just start going around telling everybody that, well, you're all going to fucking get this and, and, and we'll just start, like, I mean, statistically, that's how you can, you yeah. know, be right on shit. Because if, if you figure out their release schedule, yeah, <laughs> you look sure. brilliant all of a sudden when all you're doing is looking at stati- I guess that's what you people do, though, you know? You can start doubling down on their fucking antiviruses and shit or anti-vaccines and shit and then we can... Uh... You know, but buy, you, you buy could use it shit. to warn people too. Like, hey, yeah. uh, I, I don't know. It's just interesting how you these motherfuckers predict shit, and it's all bullshit. It is. I don't know. What well, you got? Let's see here. We're gonna move these to the good old podcast folder, and uh, let's see. Over the other states that. Uh, we are almost positive Trump won that. Well, Nevada was one, wasn't it? Nevada. So there's six votes. So that brings us to uh, 154. So take 16 plus 6. That's 22. Okay. And then... Wisconsin was one, wasn't it? I don't see Wisconsin on this list here. Where's the fucking... I want the... Clops, the stupid fucking college map from that yeah. thing. Uh, let's do electoral college votes. There we go. Well, I just want to know the number. All right. Yep. So Arizona, 11. So that's 11 here. Let me, let me add it on my fucking phone here. All right, we'll start from Arizona. Do 11. Do, do alphabetical and shit. Alright, 11 plus. Alright, now let's say Georgia, 16. 16, cool. Then the next one in question was, going down the list here, wasn't Michigan in question? Uh, I believe so. I think so, Michigan. 16. Virginia. 
Okay. Uh, Nevada, six. Okay. Pennsylvania, 20. Okay. One of the Carolinas was, but we're not going to count it. And Virginia, yep. 13. Wisconsin, 10. Okay. Okay. How many is that? 92. So the difference between uh, Biden and Trump was how much? If we have 306 minus 232. I'll it would be uh, 74. That's 74. We have 90-something on the table 92. still. We know, we know for a fact Georgia. So one of us needs to do the Biden numbers, one of us needs to do the Trump numbers. So as, as we add for one, one of us, as we add for Trump, we need to take away from Biden. Oh, yeah, just subtract 92 from fucking Biden. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, I want to know the numbers as we do each state. Oh, I got So, you. like, right. you, you be Trump. All right, so that's 232. So we're okay. both going to start, no, yeah, 232, and I'll be Biden yep. at 306. Yep. Okay? So I'm going to subtract, you're going to add. Yep. All right. So Arizona, where I guarantee you went to Trump. So I, I'm losing 11. I'm at 295, and you're at what? God damn it, hold on. 232 plus 11. Okay, 243. All right. Next up is Georgia. So I'm losing 16. I'm adding 16. I'm at 279. 259. Okay. Next up is Michigan. Let's leave Michigan, okay? Okay. Let's just leave it because... We're not sure. We're, you know, I, I could see Michigan. Michigan's always going Democrat, but I don't believe it did this time because it didn't in 2016. Right. And I think... Uh, all right. Nevada. Six. Uh, leave it. Fuck it. Leave it. Let's leave it. Um, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I know that went for Trump, so I'm taking away 20. All right. I'm at 279. I'm at 259. Mm-hmm. So at this point, Trump won. Yeah. And and we're just at Pennsylvania. We're giving the Democrats Nevada and Michigan. Mm-hmm. We're giving those to them. Mm-hmm. There's no way Biden won Pennsylvania, Arizona, or uh, what was the other one that we gave him? Georgia. Georgia. All right. Now we're just at Pennsylvania. Well, let's keep going. It, honestly, you know Wisconsin's Trump country. Yeah. We got to take. We got to do ten. That's two eighty nine for us. And two forty nine for Biden. Okay. And that's let's not even fuck with Virginia and just give it to the Democrats. Let's just say that's all you did right there. Biden ends with two forty nine. Trump ends with what? Two eighty nine. Two eighty nine. That's closer to probably what happened. But in reality, let's be completely honest, and I don't believe Biden got more than 100 electoral votes. If you took the actual votes. Yeah, if you took the actual votes, he might have gotten... Because I bet you, at that point, you take actual votes. I think Trump won Illinois. I I think if you started looking at all the blue states, if, if, you know, and and you... uh, Chicago. There's not more people in Chicago than there is the rest of the fucking state of Illinois. What they're doing is they're cheating. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Yes, right. people in Chicago are stupid, but there's still a shit ton of people in this fucking state. That is smart. Like, simply, population of Chicago. 2.75 million. Okay? Remember that number. Population of Illinois. 
12.74 million. Take out the 2.7, there's 10 million people. Now, that's just the population. That's not eligible voters. Right. But I guarantee you, of the 2.75 that are in Chicago, also can't all vote. Right. So, tell me now how the rest of the fucking state is red when you look at every county in Illinois mm-hmm. is red, except fucking Chicago. Right. Right. So you're telling me that there's enough people in fucking Chicago? Because that's always the excuse that they use. Well, Chicago yeah. does. And even I've used that. Yeah. But it's a lie. They're cheating. Absolutely. Plain and simple. Counties in Illinois. I want to see the map. Look at that. Illinois, known as a Democrat state, is all fucking red. Yeah, click on it again. It, it's ridiculous. Let's count them. Count them again. Click on it again. This? Yeah. You got, we'll say five? Or is that one, yeah, is that one I, county? Well, it's, it's a bad picture. Let's go with one like this one here. Looks a little better. Well, that's not right, though, either. That's not, the, yeah. Let's go. we got to figure out what year. I want to say it's this one. But see, this they're all kind of a little different. I guess it depends on what year we're talking. Let's put oh, in 2020. I don't really care about 2020, yeah. Let's go with the first one then. Alright. So, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 counties out of how many counties in this state? A lot. How many counties in. Illinois. 102. And what did you count? Like 18 or something? 14. 14 counties out of 102. Right. And and it's not like those counties are super dark blue. There's only one that's super dark blue, and yeah. that's Clark. Yeah. That's downtown Chicago, okay? All the rest are a lighter blue, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then there's really, really dark red, which is hard Trump. And then there's a lot of light red. But there's a lot more. And I get it. Oh, there's a lot of farm fucking land. I get it. But you can't tell me that there's, you know, I I just don't. I don't buy it. Now, we could do this fucking, um, let's do, what's the one in question? Georgia? The whole fucking state's red. I think they have a lot more blue yeah. uh, counties in more blue in Georgia, mm-hmm. but I don't think they won. Look at the fucking United States in general, dude. Yeah, I know, dude. I mean... You're going to tell me that 95% of Nevada is blue? Yeah. Well, this is Nevada. What's the, other one? Oh, what's the next one? You're talking about... This is California. Yeah. So. This is... Um, Arizona. That's what I meant. New Mexico. Now, New Mexico is kind of surprising here. Mm-hmm. But I don't buy it. I really don't. Yeah, I don't buy Michigan or Wisconsin either. Look at how. Well, yeah, look at how fucking red Michigan is. Mm-hmm. Look at how red fucking Wisconsin is. Look at how red Illinois is. Yeah, I know. These states that they're saying are going to. Um, Biden. Biden. Are, it's bullshit. Yeah. Look at the only state that doesn't have fucking ounce of blue is Oklahoma. 
Yeah, that's crazy. And West Virginia, it looks like. Look, Oklahoma has not a single blue county. Yeah. Every every other state has at least one. Like Kentucky has like one or two there. Oh, Rhode Island. <laughs> I don't even. R- Rhode Island isn't a count on. It's the, not even on there. It's not even on the map. They get, they get half a point, half an electoral college. <laughs> it's but like. I'm sorry. He, Biden didn't win. Can we just, we all have to agree to that at a certain point, right? Like, he just didn't win. Yeah. I, just, I can't believe that they allowed it to go on. That's what I don't understand. I, I don't understand it, dude. I, I don't under, I don't think we're ever going to be able to understand. We know what happened. We know they cheated. The fact that it continued to, you know, it, it's, I don't know, dude. Yeah, it's it's crazy, dude. But what we do know is that January 6th was the worst thing that's ever happened to this country, even worse than 9-11. Yep. We do know that. Yep. Um, so... I'm painting those. TikTok. Let's see. It's better on my phone, dude. I don't, I don't really... I think the reason I like it on my phone is because I can, like, preview these first. Let's see. What are we at time-wise? Oh, man, we're not even an hour. It was the first. This is the second. Oh, thing. yeah. So we are. We're over an hour. Yeah. Yeah, because we, we uh, took a break to do the math. Mm-hmm. Maybe we just call it. We can do that. And because, uh, I don't know. That's fine. I thought this might be good, but, like, I don't know. I kind of like to well, pick them out yeah. as I go. Prep it again for yeah. next week. That's fine. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to sit on the toilet and look at TikTok for a while right. and see what I can find. All right, well, I guess that'll do it for this one. Um, it's interesting. It's all good stuff, right? Yeah. Okay, buddy. Until uh, next time, eh? Yes, sir.
This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. Look how I'm kicking now. I'm so pretty. I'm on Gucci. I'm so pretty. I'm on Kitty. This is Sally. Yeah. On my Kodak. Please subscribe to the Detour Podcast Network on iTunes and don't forget to rate and review while you're there. You can also download the Stitcher and Podbean app to your device for free and search Detour Podcast Network and subscribe. If you enjoy listening to the shows on the Detour Podcast Network, then spread the word to everyone you know. Your word of mouth is our best advertising method and we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. America, I just checked my follow and listen. You motherfuckers owe me. find unicorn condoms. Amazon. We're going to find the Colorado Avalanche baseball hat. Amazon. We're going to find super bad on Laserdisc. Amazon. Go to d2rpn.com and click the Amazon banner. I'm fucking McLovin' it. So there I am in my car. Listen to shitty music. And I ask myself the tough questions. Why am I listening to the same song over and over again when I could be listening to the D2R Podcast Network? And is it true that he who smelt it dealt? And why the fuck did the chicken cross the road? And what the hell is on Joey's head? Hey, I wonder if Yoko Ono saw yesterday today. I wonder if tomorrow was yesterday. Rockford reference. The D2R Podcast Network. Live for today. Or yesterday.